Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Are you tired of lugging around heavy, bulky tree stands, whether you're using a climber or a hang-on, and would prefer to hunt lighter and more mobile? If you said yes, then you need to check out the Tethered Mantis Saddle and Predator platform. For me, this uh, setup has done a couple things for me over the past year and a half. I've definitely been more mobile, lighter. And when you get into those situations where maybe the wind switches on you or whatever, and in years past, you didn't want to pull all your gear, it's because you didn't want to move it, didn't want to make additional noise and things of that nature. This kind of solved all those problems for me. And I'm able to kind of tear down quickly, make a move if I need to make a move and get set up uh, without losing a whole lot of hunting time. The other thing I do a lot more of with this is actually I'll still hunt my way through or just kind of go into an area where I'd like to check out scout with all my stuff on my back it's super light so i don't really even notice it and i hunt to where i'm going or i still hunt through to where i'm ultimately going to set up which is a great benefit has been a great benefit to me so far this year if you're interested in all these things then you need to head over to tetherednation.com check out all their information related to saddle hunting and release your inner tree ninja first thing i do in the morning before a hunt is of course i have to have my morning coffee and i'm sure most of you out there probably feel the same Make sure you're filling your mug with Skull Brew Coffee as it is the only coffee company that is both 2% for conservation certified and, of course, donates 10% of their profits to conservation organizations who are helping us to secure the future of our wild places. So head to SkullBrewCoffee.com and choose between three killer roasts of coffee and know that you are supporting conservation with every sip. All right, if you listen to this uh, podcast for any length of time, you guys know that I am good friends with all the guys over at Exodus. And I want to give you a quick heads up that you should be checking out some of their content if you haven't already. They have a podcast out called Trail Cam Radio, and they release new episodes every Tuesday. So the day before you listen to this one, you could be listening to that one as well. They've done some deep dives with some great guests. Uh, you'll you'll recognize some of these names as Jeff Sturgis, Dan Enfault, and The Hunting Public. And they also jump into and talk to some uh, less-known hunters who consistently are getting it done many times on public land. Uh, if you prefer to watch podcasts, if you're looking for some video content, uh, they have a YouTube channel as well, and that 
is packed, of course, with great videos and interviews. One of the most popular ones they did is a, a candid interview with John Eberhardt. And uh, if you know anything about John, you always get the straight dope from him. And for my, for specifically my PA listeners, uh, they just recently posted a public land big woods interview with Steve Shirk, which I, which I consumed, and it is pretty awesome. This dude's killing hammers and getting on giant deer in in, in uh, Pennsylvania, so it's absolutely a a must listen. So if you're looking for more whitetail content, especially here during the course of the season, you just can't get enough. Uh, be sure to head over to their podcast, Trail Cam Radio, and their YouTube channel, Exodus Trail Cameras, and drop them a subscription or review, and let them know that Truth from the Stand sent you. If you're also in the market for a trail camera, uh, over the last four years, of course, Exodus has consistently showed they build quality trail cameras that flat out just work. Of course, the best trail camera warranty, period. Every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty and even comes with a theft and damage coverage. That's right, five years, literally half a decade, you'll be covered by the Exodus five-year warranty. But more than likely, you won't need it because the cameras are built to last. Welcome to the Truth From The Stand Deer Hunting Podcast, brought to you by Skull Brew Coffee Company. I'm your host, Clint Campbell, and you're listening to episode number 150, bringing you the Iowa rut log day 7 through 9. And we're also giving away a bourbon barrel turkey call, so stay tuned. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Truth From The Stand Deer Hunting Podcast. <laughs> and John is typing, John is currently typing Taylor notes to make sure he doesn't curse too much. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> we got your back. So we're, uh, I'm still in Iowa. I'm here with uh, John, Mr. Johnny Utah Mulligan, uh, getting after some white tails. And we have our good buddy, uh, Taylor Early, with us, man. What's going on, Taylor? Just living the dream out here with John. Living the dream, yeah. How are uh, how, how's John in the stand? Is he all right? Is he all right to live with in the stand? He's a good standmate for sure. Yeah, I only got to spend one one blind day with or a morning rather. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I felt like we bonded. Yeah, got closer. You got closer. Yeah, a little quiet time in the blind. Yeah, my stomach was grumbling. It was. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it got real bad later. Actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, got a little dangerous. Yeah, I was feeling dangerous that day. Um, Come home with one one less sock or one less shirt sleeve. <laughs> one le- if it's you, it's one less shirt sleeve. Yeah. If, if it's me, I just do it along the freeway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, but we're, what we're doing here today is we're talking through uh, day seven through ten, essentially. So the last podcast we put out, it was me really recapping the the day that I missed that that good deer and we won't rehash that necessarily. I don't know that my psyche can take it. I finally, I think turned the corner today and, good. Get, and yeah. got back like on the up and up again. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll just go from day seven forward. I think that's, you know, I'll give my recap really quick and yeah. we can just kind of go from there because mine will be really quick. Um, basically since the day that I missed, I was in a bit of a funk, you know, was going down to the honey hole and Shimmick, did some all day sits be lying if I said that it wasn't eating me up. Like I was just sitting there all day thinking about like revisualizing the miss over and over again. Um, saw one ten point. Uh, he was a young deer. I mean, he's got you know, if he's around in two more years, he's going to be a hammer. You know, he's one of those deer. You look at him, he's probably all but two and a half, and just mm-hmm. tons of bone, tight, spindly, but just all kinds of all kinds of tines already. Yeah. Um, 
I saw him and then I saw another uh, little eight point um, that again, young deer, but it's probably going to be a pretty good deer in the, in the future. And that was really it. And then today I did some freestyle and found some good, uh, found some good sign and, uh, and set up on that and then saw another young deer. So it's like, I'm still seeing deer, but I'm not seeing, you know, the caliber that I was seeing essentially the first couple of days when I got here, where it's like, I was seeing that borderline shooter that early in the trip, it maybe wasn't. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And later in the trip now, it's like, I'd be like, oh, that deer walks by tomorrow. It's like, like, yeah, yeah, he's going to, he's going to get it, you know? Um, and that's really been the story for me. I hung a cell camera today trying to see what's going on in that spot that I missed that deer. Because the thing that kind of has blown me away, man, is that all the scrapes and stuff that I found as I was scouting are all still open. And whenever I would go out and hunt Ohio with Chad, usually like we'd find scrapes early. Right. And then Mm -hmm. they would usually all go cold you know, and then they would open up and we'd be gone by that point. Yeah, Cause it'd be like yeah. next week, the 15th or yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But what I'm, I'm like crazy is that they're all still open and being tended. Cause I was like, are these seriously being tended? So I hung a cell camera and I was just telling you before we started recording that yeah. I actually had does tonight hit that scrape that I went and put the, uh, cell cam on, you know, they came to it at like last light, like four fifty, and then like five ten or whatever. And they're right. hitting it no bucks around him. And I think that's the thing that's blowing me away is like, I've seen a couple does had does on camera, just not seeing bucks with them, which is, which is an oddity. I know you saw some does today too. And, and no bucks, but you had chase yeah. like the day before or two days before. Yeah. yeah last, yeah. Yesterday, two days before and a little bit yesterday. Um, it, it's, it's, it's been a unique deal. And I know every year there's a million memes where people are like, well, it's a trickle rut. Or the right. rut just hasn't kicked in yet. And, and I'm a firm believer that, you know, the, the rut, every farm is a little different, mm-hmm. you know, and it might be a 12 hour or 24 hour difference, but I think it's, it's pretty close to that. Um, for peak activity, uh, I'm a firm believer also that the moon phase has really played a factor. We had a full moon the other night too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah last night, the night was, yep. you know, close to finding tonight was technically the full and last night was, right. you know, pretty much full. Right. And know this only because I was walking out and didn't need a headlamp. Or exactly. Anything. I was just walking yep. out. Yeah. Using the moonlight. Um, and what, what we've noticed, um, in our open field, uh, hunting that we've been doing is, um, you know, you do get a little, you get to hunt a little bit longer mm-hmm. on those field edges, you know, an extra five, 10, maybe even 20 minutes, but it was the last hour and a half of, of light. Then it was the last hour. Then it was the last 45 minutes. And then last night, everything happened in 37 minutes and then it was too dark to see anything and, you know, right. or shoot. And it was, that was in. So, um, you know, I, I think that a lot of does have been bred and even though they have their fawns with them, which it it, typically, you know, it seems like you don't see the fawns Mm -hmm. in the rut. And I don't know if it's because mom's getting run all over the place. Right. Um, maybe this case, a couple of these does that we've seen, the fawns have linked back up. Right. Um, I talked to, actually I talked to Don Higgins last night and was kind of telling him what I'm seeing and, Hey, anytime Don will answer the phone and that's right and sprinkle a little, <laughs> yeah, uh, a little, yeah. you know, white tail magic love at you. Um, I'm all ears. What you do know? you have to say? And that's what he said. He, he just, he kind of confirmed that he said, yeah, you know, those, those does will get bred 
and they'll get run off from their does if they haven't kind of booted them off, so to speak, mm-hmm. like the button bucks, they haven't booted them off. But uh, if they've got their fawns with them, then they'll, they'll run off, get bred, and then they'll link back up right. and they'll be with them all the way, you know, all the way until they, um, you know, January, February, March. Right. So I'm yeah. like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, but like I said, you know, the, the rut's going to happen, whether it's happening, um, in the corn or it's happening in the timber. That's the thing down there in that, in the, in the, well, I just refer to it as the honey hole, mm-hmm. you know, so we yeah. know what we're talking about. It's like, is that standing, standing corn. corn? It's just like, I feel like it's effing me yeah. <laughs> down there. Yeah. You know it's, I mean? it's right there. Well, and also, um, you know, Don was pointing out last night something that I've, you know, I'd heard before and, and kind of seen before, but it was nice having, you know, confirmation from, you know, one of the godfathers, you know, right, right. But you can literally be 400 yards. Like you can be in the parking lot of the world series, right? You're there, you're close, but you're not seeing the game, right? You know, but yeah. just 400 yards is where all the action can be. Right. Um, it's yeah. kind of hit or miss. And last year you were all, in, all up in the chips. I was at the 50 yard line. Yeah. Like of the super bowl, yeah. <laughs> it was all happening right there. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I definitely saw, you know, and we talked about this, or I talked about it on an earlier podcast, but I think it was the third or the fourth that I saw that buck running that doe. And he was running her hard, too, so mm-hmm. he wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't being friendly about it. Like, oh, you might be a little warm. Let me just kind of take my time. Like, he was, no, nah, I'm about to try to get it. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, Taylor, you like that? <laughs> I'm going to, he was going to just take it. Yeah. Doesn't say anything during the podcast. <laughs> but, laugh but laugh for that. But laugh for yeah. that. <laughs> Love it. I was getting some video. Nice. I'll chit chat now. Um, yeah, I know. It's uh, I'm, what I'm hoping, at least for my sake, since I'm, I got about a week left, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm hoping is that the ones have been bred, have been bred. The other ones won't cycle in now for, you know, whatever it is. It'll be the very beginning of December ish, mm-hmm. end of this month, beginning of December. But what I'm hoping is that the bucks start cruising, start hitting scrapes again, start kind of going through that cycle. You know, that way I'm able to kind of hunt sign as opposed to find and hunt doe bedding necessarily. Because yeah, there's just, I mean, the one thing I learned about Shimmick so far is that there is doe bedding everywhere. Oh yeah, it's it's, just, it's all it's all bedding. Yeah, I mean, it's like you, they could be anywhere or nowhere at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have no clue because I didn't know whether or not there were any does around me where I missed that deer or not. And that's where I hung that cell camera. And of course, a couple of does popped out. So I'm like, Oh no shit. There you mm-hmm. go. A couple of does live here, you know? Sure. Cause they were just, you know, they popped out right at last light. Pretty sure one busted me last night, you know, getting out of the, getting out of the tree, you know? Um, but what do you think, Taylor? I know you've been, you've been manning the camera for John. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's been a lot of fun. We've been seeing bucks. Uh, like you said, we haven't been on the 50 yard line this year. Um, so we've been watching from afar. Our few sits where we have tried to make an effort of getting close, um, we just haven't seen them. Not sure if it's because we have done something wrong or, you know, it was just happening 400 yards away that night or that right. morning. Um, it's been interesting, uh, not nearly as intense um, as I expected, mm-hmm. but, I mean, we're seeing shooter bucks on average once a day, so, yeah, I mean, you can't ask for any more than that. Well, and it's been interesting that, you know, Taylor's been here, you know, him coming from, from Northern Indiana, you know, his particular place that he, that he has his farm, uh, him and his dad hunt on and 
they might see 20, 30, 40, 60 deer in a sit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that whole like quality versus quantity and you know what I right. mean? Kind of thing. Um, and he can be a great testament that <laughs> Iowa, there's not 180 inch deer behind every tree. There Definitely are not. big deer, yeah, yeah. but we're seeing them like once every 48 hours. We, you know, see yeah. a big buck, you know, cruising through on a field edge or something 400 yards away or. Right. And we're Whatever. seeing more bucks than does, which is cool. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's the thing I think that blew me away. I was saying it to John whenever I, after the first couple of days I was here, I was like, I've yet to see a doe. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I've seen all bucks. Whenever he said, I'm not complaining. Sure. You no. know, I was like, but it's just, it's, it's odd for mm-hmm. me. You know, um, I almost feel like hunting does would be harder than, than killing, I mean, not killing a, a good buck or a big buck. Yeah. Right. It's, mm-hmm. that's a challenge. Right. But like, if I wanted to just kill a buck, right? Yeah. Given that I wouldn't miss, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. We we've had more shot opportunities at bucks than than does. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, like three three nights ago, um, we were in one of my favorite tree stands that uh, a, a mutual friend of all of ours uh, that Billy and I hunted in last year, and mm-hmm. I killed a buck out of. And it was the stand that was just on fire. You mm-hmm. know, it didn't matter. Even if they were 400 yards away, I could call them right to me to 20 yards. And so th- I thought, well, this is going to be my rut spot. This is where I'm going to, you know, start start this year. And I've kind of been married to it, a little too too married to it. Mm-hmm. And then three nights ago, we were hunting, and I kind of told myself, I said, look, if it's a slow sit, then it's time to jump ship. You know, right. we're going to move. And past a four-year-old tank of a buck you know sent you the picture of yep. it just a tank good looking and, deer and looking back on it um i wish i wasn't so greedy with my tag but i probably should have shot that deer because he would have to make a ginormous jump from four to five to really be a special deer you know a really right. really you know special deer and and i know people might listen and say you know he just passed 145, 150 inch, you know, four year old. And right. I have bigger deer on that property that I've got yeah. pictures of and I've got, you know, di- different deer that I'm targeting this year. Um, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to shoot him, but he was in bow range. Right? Oh yeah. And the, the crazy part was I was sitting there and I actually expected he was going to shoot it because from Indiana, that's a, that's a sure. stud deer. So. I mean, perfect film. I mean, we had him lip curling. We had him bumping does. That, nose lip, curl, down. that lip curl picture is, is rad. Yeah. Oh, and the video is yeah. even better. And then yeah. he comes by broadside. I got 45 seconds of him broadside. Yeah. Nice. And when he went across, I looked over and I was like, was he, was he, cl-? I think I asked, was he close enough to you? And you were like, yeah, I think he was 40 yards. And I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're, we're going to let him walk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, and I'll be honest. I mean, he got me excited, the lip curling and him going and, you know, scent checking each of those does. And, um, it was funny because he was super excited. Like imagine, you know, you got a new toy at Christmas and it's across the room. So you sprint over to it. And then if you read the name tag and it says like to David, you know, but it's like, not yours. You're like, ah, yeah. I mean, he literally like all his whole body posture just changed. And it was like, (sighs) he just kind of like, you know, just, just meanders across the field like, right. Oh, shucks. You know, like he had his hopes up and, and they, they weren't hot, you know? And right. They, so, um, it's kind of like when your wife says, eh, I got a headache. I got a headache. <laughs> like you're all, t- you're, you're tuned up Amen. and she's like, eh, got a headache. Right. I'm like really? I had a couple beers yeah. ready to go. Or she's like winks at you, like smiles and right. you're like, Oh, 
Then she would just tell me thanks for taking the garbage out. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, what's up with these blurred lines? Right. It's, I'm, I'm so confused. Yep. With these uh, mixed signals. But it was, um, it, you know, it was it, it was cool. And and even looking back on it, like I said, at the time I was happy with the pass, and it was cool to see it, cool to experience it. And um, this is much different. This is only the second time Taylor's been filming, you know, for me. So like the first time we knew where the bear, you know, was going to be, you know, uh, and that, that timber was so thick that there's no filming outside of literally the office space that we're in right now. So, um, so, you know, it's been cool. I wanted to get him more time tracking these deer and, and following these deer and that kind of stuff. And that, that's been cool. Um, and I want to, I want this to last longer, you know what right. I mean? He's probably ready to go back to Indiana, but I'm like, no dude, I, you know, I want you to stay here, you know? So right. I'm still uh, ready to see that Iowa giant. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I got my experience. Yeah. It was fleeting, Yeah, but he was stupid. Like I still remember just the sound he, he made as his hooves. Hooves. <laughs> <laughs> for you. Jeez. Yes. You and these yeah. hooves. His yeah. hooves. I don't even know what, the, what is a hooves? His hooves. It behooves you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to use the word hooves. hooves. Uh, but yeah, just like them pounding the ground. It was just like, just like the size of the, animal. and then the rack, of course, it was just like, oh, yeah. good yeah. Lord. You yeah. know, it was like, I had the, and you told me you were like, you're going to have at least one like Iowa experience where it's like, that is a giant deer. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that was it. Which is two, like two by four main beams and, and white. I mean, look at some of yeah. the white, yeah. you know, there's actually, yeah. uh, there's a lot more darker horns there um than what's normal but you know the iowa deer it seems like they're super bright white tines and they're all almost very shiny smooth like Mm -hmm. they've been sanded like with 200 grit sandpaper you know what i mean right um they're also giant like a yearling buck yeah is the size of a three-year-old that was the best part it was you know the first day wait that's a yearling Yeah. yeah you know the first day you know taylor sees one across the field and he's like big buck coming big buck coming and I'm like, you know, what's his antlers? And he's like, well, I haven't seen antlers yet, but I just saw a body, you know, but right. it's definitely, I'm like, Hey, that's a, that's a spike. And he's like, dude, that'd be like a two or three year old back home, you know? Yeah. Cause the body size is just crazy. Enormous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're the big. buck, the buck that I missed had, what was cool about him. Cause you and I were actually talking about the day before. Cause I was like, hey, I'm seeing a lot of white rack antler, you know, bucks running around. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, it's like an Iowa thing or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. And then like the next day that buck that I missed was like super dark chocolate brown oh. antlers, which yeah. was like really cool. It was a timber you know? buck. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's living in the timber. He's not yeah. hitting any ag anywhere. He's not out in the light, sunlight anywhere. He's living amongst the yeah. amongst acorns the trees. and cedars. Yeah. You know? Um, it, it's neat. The, you know what I was saying? Uh, I was going to kind of finish that thought. The, so three nights ago we see, we see that buck there right there at that stand. And it's like, okay, well screw this. Like, Every time we're here, we're seeing different bucks and they're coming from all directions. The does are, then the does kind of consistently started coming in behind us, which was awesome because they were feeding right into this really crappy hay slash alfalfa field, um, needs to be replanted. But, um, and, and they were, they were squatting everywhere and we're just like, dude, look at all this live fresh sign that they're depositing right here by us. I thought, man, we got to ride it out. Then we went a full morning and we sat three and a half hours. Then we came back and sat like five hours. Didn't see anything, but like a spike. 
Right. And it's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So last night we go back there and it's like, all right, one more time. And we see a buck that I've got sheds to that I found sheds three miles away, the way the crow flies, Mm -hmm. straight line. And it's like, oh my gosh, well, we got to ride it out. So we go back there again this morning. And it, and it is one of those spots that, um, because they do come from every direction, you kind of can hunt it. Right. There's only one wind that you just can't legitimately hunt. don't want to hunt. It's not worth it. But other than that, I mean, you can hunt this daggone thing like almost every sit and you're going to see different stuff. So, or a whole lot of nothing or a whole lot of nothing. And, um, and, and there's no consistency with the wind. You know, we've seen right. nothing on three different winds and we've seen awesome stuff on three different winds. Right. Um, days that we saw nothing on a Southwest, we saw everything on a Southwest. Right. So it's just like two uh, days before. Yeah. yeah it's been yeah. such a high and low because we go so long without seeing something and then we like, Oh, there, there's a nice buck. Yep. And then nothing for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, un- and it's, it's just, it's been unpredictable and it's just, that's kind of the way that farm's always kind of been. Um, hmm. which doesn't match well with my OCD. <laughs> right. Taylor's gotten to see, he's gotten to see my emotions. Like Ooh. if I've got everything in place and this is going to happen, we're going to get in here at this time. We're going to be sent free. We're going to be quiet. And we forget a harness. And we, we forget yeah, the, forget something. <laughs> and you know, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, one, one day Taylor forgot a harness and he's like, dude, you know, and he knows how I am with safety and, yeah. and stuff. So he's like, you know, I got to go back to get my harness. I'm like, Hey, not, you know, we were about only halfway to the property. It only delayed right. us maybe 20 minutes or something. No big deal. Um, and then the uh, screw got stuck in the fluid head. Yeah. Yeah. We had a screw, uh, on the fluid head and the camera arm. So we kind of had a MacGyver it, it on and it was, uh, precariously holding on by like one thread, you yeah. know? So you're thinking, geez, like don't drop a camera. Did, right. Didn't tell John, but it did fall off once and I caught it. <laughs> so <laughs> two batteries that died That's within what, good. five you, minutes. Hey, you keep those things to yourself. Yeah. That's a good, that was a good move. Um, but, and then like we wanted to go in um, yesterday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday morning. I'm like, hey, like, like, don't let me forget, you know, the pole saw. And I'm thinking, I'll remember, but I'm also wanting him to remember as well in case I forget. And, um, I forgot. And then he remembered, like, literally at the base of the tree. At the base of the tree, yeah. he's like, oh yeah, we forgot the pole saw. And I'm like, oh crap. And John goes, I'll just check this trail camera while you go back and get it. Yeah, well, like, it's a 500 yard walk. Yeah, there I was like, I was like, do you mind going back? back? So I've got, you nice. know, Mrs. Dopey and I'm, I'm doing a rag and, or drag and I'm hitting a scrape and I'm checking a camera and I'm like, I wanted to do that kind of stuff. So I'm like, Hey, can you run back there and grab that thing? Um, so we ended up getting the pulse all stuck in a tree. It was just, it was like one thing after another. And I got told Taylor, I'm like, I've literally had a pulse all get stuck in a tree twice in my life. <laughs> twice. And he had a landscaping <laughs> business. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wicked tree gear in my landscape business. I've cut a branch or two. You right. know? Uh, it's just one of those freak things, the way that the branch rolled. It, it pinched the blade, and it's like, you got to be kidding me. So we're drenched in sweat, and I'm just, we're you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking, I stink. Uh, we're in the tree an hour later than I wanted to be. And we were threading the needle with that wind, too. Oh, yeah, day. and we were in a sketchy wind situation, and um, it's like, put the Ozonics on boost mode. And I mean, just, you know... <sighs> I don't know. And then we saw yeah. nothing. So yeah. And then like, we see nothing. So it's just like, did uh, all that. Yeah. 
And then there's always the what if in your mind, like did did we alter what was going to happen? Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And those things you'll never know. Cutting those branches and trying to hang that stand that ended up being. Yeah. (laughs) So we we decide okay, it's time to get in the game. We got to get closer, right? Uh, We've been seeing all these bucks come out, and again, I, I tell myself this: don't fall into the trap. Just because you saw a buck do something in the rut, don't assume he's going to do that tomorrow. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Because he could be four or five miles away yep. by the end of the night. But because we are seeing so many different bucks come from the same general vicinity, we're thinking we've got to get in closer. And the reason why I've never gotten in closer, and Taylor got to see today, yep. and he's like, well, I think there's some trees over there. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, there there might be, you know. And I'm thinking, all right, let's, you know, let's let's give it a shot. So we went in today to hang a set and it's like, Oh, we got this tree, but we must've stood there for 30 minutes trying to pick a tree. Yeah. And it, and they all sucked. Yeah. Like nothing I mean, had a good, you would need to spend three hours with a steel chainsaw. And Sounds you know like what you I mean? Just got yourself a task for the off season. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, we the, talked about that, the checklist yeah. is like, it's like, Holy crap, man. I've got two weeks of tree stand mm-hmm. stuff, you know, to yeah. work on this year. But, um, um, it, that was, that was a pain and you're trying not to sweat. And then plus then at one point Taylor's like, dude, it's like three fifteen, And I'm like, Oh my God, I cannot believe we're not like settled already. Like, right. Why did I check the time though? Cause we forgot the, uh, the shoulder and the oh yeah base. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, then, then we went in and we forgot, a a you know, camera arm base. Right. Cause we left the other one in the tree. Cause we'll probably okay. go back to that tree, you know? Right. And, and then- I had another one in the truck. So it's like. I got another one in the truck. We'll, we'll bring that. And we we legitimately remembered everything. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of extra things that we had to do to bring out there to go do that. I and blame then, Frank for stopping us for like an hour to talk. It derailed us. It did. Yeah. Um, But since Taylor's the camera guy, camera on base was kind of oh, his fault. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Saying. I didn't forget my bow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And we, um, nice. I bumped two does coming back, which was the worst. Uh, that was the deer we, yeah. we would have seen tonight and possibly brought the buck out. So yeah, all these well. little things keep happening. You sit there in your mind and you just get overwhelmed with, mm-hmm. if we didn't make that little mistake, what would have mm-hmm. happened? Yep. Yep. We really haven't had a, a solid full day of not having one mistake. Right, right. There's just been like serious, unlucky, just weird crap, you know? I was thinking that today, because I've contemplated taking tomorrow morning off. Mm-hmm. Only because I, f- I felt like I was thinking of it today as I was scouting and, and hanging yep. my saddle in the, in, in the tree that I'm planning to hunt tomorrow morning where I was like, I'm like, I feel like I'm starting to get a little bit sloppy because it I'm, happens because yeah. I'm just, I've been grinding now for tomorrow will be day 10 straight of hunting all day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's like hard. I've done a couple of several, many of those I've done all day sits, but I've definitely mm-hmm. been in the woods by five, five thirty. Yep. And maybe I'll get down and scout or whatever and then find a setup for like the evening or whatever, or I'll know where I'm going to go for the evening to make a move. But it's like, I'm hunting all day, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm into day number 10 and I can feel myself going, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't know. It happens. You know what I mean, it's like, yeah, no, it does. We've been getting sloppy too. Yeah. We've been getting sloppy and, and you know, plus I've been at it every day now since the first, yeah. uh, as well. And there's been, there was, there was one day that I took off. I know there's one day you mm-hmm. hunted and, and, and I just had to get some office work done. Yep. Um, but 
for the most part, I've been grinding it out like that as well. And, you know, morning and night, morning and night, morning and night. And then you get the time change. Yeah. I still don't go to bed an hour earlier. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I'm That's still... the one thing I've been good about. It's like I've gone to bed literally like passed out. I also don't have much choice. It's like I don't have internet at my cabin. <laughs> I don't have. There's nothing else to like, do. So once I eat, it's like. It's either like stare at the wall or go to bed. So it's like Clint's just, breaking just, out solitaire, playing a deck much. of cards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I'm in bed by like eight thirty, like pretty much every night eight thirty, like nine o'clock. So <laughs> I'm waking up even before my alarm. Yeah, I woke up at one thirty this morning to gunshots. Nonetheless, hmm, it was weird. We uh, get a few. We get a few road hunters by yeah. my uh, yeah. property too. Hey, yeah. We've heard at least one every morning. Yeah, really. There. Yeah, there was a. Uh, there was like it didn't sound like it didn't sound like deer gunshot though. Mm-hmm. It was like almost like handguns, like pop, 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 pop. And huh. then duck hunting, pop, maybe? pop, pop, pop. Like it was at one thirty AM. Like <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's people leaving the Legion. The the American the American Legion little watering holes only about a mile, yeah, it's mile and close. a half from <laughs> Yeah. I got I got invited down there the other day to to go have some drinks at the Legion and then I was like, eh. Yeah, it's steer clear. Yeah, I was like, this might not be my kind of crowd. <laughs> no, I'm not a local. They'll they'll know they'll recognize that right away. I'm when, just you, like, when you say hooves, hooves. No, hey, I, you guys ever hear those hooves hit the ground like that before? They're like, boy, you ain't from around here, are you? That's funny, man. Yeah, no, it's. I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy. Today was a really really slow day. Um, I have seen a little bit on Facebook some people talking starting to use the term lockdown, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but the thing is, is like, I, like this is just an outsider's view, right? Is like, that makes sense to me in places like Pennsylvania where like the numbers are so askew where it's like, there's mm-hmm. so many more does than there are bucks. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe not a hundred percent, but I mean, you draw, you go anywhere and look at a field any night or whatever, and you will find, yeah, like three to one, yeah. easy, four to one. Yeah. Same easy, here in Indiana. You know? yeah. Here though, it's like, I find lockdown, like I think maybe your bigger bucks, like your top end bucks could mm-hmm. be locked down, but mm-hmm. I think the bucks I'm willing to shoot still, like the 140, 130 range, right. like I can't believe that all of them have found a, have found a doe at this yeah. point. Cause I'm still seeing bucks like today. I saw, you know, a buck just wandering yesterday. I saw two bucks mm-hmm. wandering, you know what I mean? Like sniffing around, looking, that looking buck for last love. night. Didn't have a, he didn't no. have a doe with him. No. You know, the only so thing good about that is where we're hunting, we got the does coming out in those beans. So mm-hmm. we're just waiting for the right doe to walk out with a buck that's locked down with her. Yeah. Sure. And she might bring him right by. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, yeah, I mean, today was one of those days where I finally got, I felt like it got my swag back a little bit. Like I had to get out, mm-hmm. do a little freestyle and find some sign, found monster sign, you know, oh, and that rub was crazy. Yeah. And it, it got me excited, you know, to where I was like, okay, all right. I didn't forget how to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause yeah. you miss one, you know, and for me, that was the biggest deer I'd ever personally seen on the, on the hoof. <laughs> That's just for you guys. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, and to have a shot and to miss, like uh-huh. it was, you know, and I'm in Iowa. You only get to do this once every four to five years. Yep. You know, it's like it was it was a tough pill to swallow. Definitely, you know, knocked me back a few paces to where I was like, it felt like crap, you know. And then today was like the first day of like 
getting back out scouting and I was like, all right, I didn't forget how to do this. Like you, you yeah. made, you made a bad shot, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. And your bow was off after I checked it. Yeah. You know, which I should have done prior. Well, I did do prior to that, but it, I should be doing it like every other day. Mm-hmm. And especially th- some of the brush I was kind of beaten through and I was, uh, my dial had moved on my sight just a little bit, which didn't help me on that shot either. Sure. So not that that's any kind of consolation prize, <laughs> but whatever you got to tell yourself, right? <laughs> the, no, I mean, that's a legitimate thing. I mean, um, you know, I've, I've shot mine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, my sight got a little loose. Actually, you could physically move it a little bit side to side. It had its center point and it was fine. We tightened right. it down, but just, yeah, banging it around and uh, whatnot, you know, stuff gets off and yeah, I mean, it's important to do. Yeah, it is. I'm usually pretty diligent about doing it and I did it like the second day that I was here. Yeah, yeah. Right I remember you I, were shooting. Yeah, yeah, right after I got here, I did it because I from the truck ride, right? Mm-hmm. I always like to shoot as soon as I get it out of the truck to make sure everything's okay and it was fine. And then like two days later, I shot it, but then I hadn't shot it until I missed. And then I was hunting the next day and I was sitting in the, I was sitting in the tree and I was like, it was just killing me. It was like four, oh, yeah. it was like four o'clock getting ready to hit prime oh, no. time. And I was like, I was like, I got to go shoot my bow while I still have daylight. I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't take not, not knowing, knowing yeah. whether or not it's off or not. Yeah. And, you know, of course it was three inches low, yeah. you know, and it wasn't because my bow was off. It was because my dial had gotten knocked around and it had moved back, Yeah, you know? And so instead of shooting at 25 yards, my 25 yard pin, it was actually set at about 23. Yeah. And I was holding low on yep. the deer to begin with itself. You know, well, the buck I missed this year, I held low on it as well, and I actually stopped it, so I fully expected the deer to do what they can do, 12, 24-inch drop, whatever. Right. So I just held right on the belly line, yep. and it went right under the belly. Right. And probably the biggest buck I've shot at with my bow. Yep. But. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. So what's the uh, what's the plan for the next couple of days, man? The bottom is going to fall out. I mean, tonight... Um Delish, it's going to be cold. Yeah, it's going to be really, really cold. I mean, when we got out tonight, I guess it was like 39 and 30, 37, something like that. And then tomorrow, it's supposed to be like 26 in the morning and snowing. There's like 80, 90% chance of snow. I haven't looked to see what kind of accumulation they're calling for, but um, yeah, it's going to be cold. And the next yeah. day, it's, it's dropping even more. It's dropping until Tuesday morning, I think. Yeah, it goes to like 10. Yeah, going to be balmy. Yes. yes, and the kicker is, I think I saw. I might wear gloves Tuesday. <laughs> might wear a hat, maybe. Yeah. The uh, the kicker I saw, I think there's 20 mile per hour winds too. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Which is why, like tonight, I was looking for here. I was looking for a tree to get into, you know. And I was like, I like to personally like climb and and hunt out of small trees because I like to be able to shoot out of my saddle. I like to be able to get to my left all the way to where I can shoot back behind the tree at my one o'clock from my strong side. And I only have to take very few shots from my weak side. So I like small trees, but I was looking at the weather going like, all right, what tree am I going to get into? And I was like, Ooh, 20 mile per hour winds is like the biggest tree. That big, like triple branch with like all the funky, you know, shit all over it. I was yeah. like, that's like as big around as like a, a house. I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to climb that one tomorrow. Oh. You know? So that's all my stuff's actually in that tree. Uh-huh. And, I, and I specifically picked it. I had some good cover and stuff like that, but mainly because it's also in the right spot, but because it's large and I'm not going to get the, you know, the sway back and forth and be buffeted around in the, in the tree. Yeah. Um, 
we we actually I have an old blind that I've had for four years or so, like an old hay bale blind. Mm-hmm. Looks like you've had it for like twelve. Yeah. Well, it's the first year the cover came off and took care of it, and then it went a, went a year and a winter. Right, being outside and the the mice and the birds stole all the straw. Right, so it's just <laughs> for, kind of a black bale blind for their homes. <laughs> yeah, so um, I mean, who am I to you know be mad that they needed to stay warm? Right, yeah. Um, we actually have it moved into a spot that's pretty close. We're just south of these where these deer are coming out, and we've got a lot of north winds, obviously coming yep. up the next couple of days. Um. I, I do like sitting in like a big comfortable box blind late season, mm-hmm. you know, inclement weather, get a lot of snow and that kind of stuff. I mean, I do kind of like that. Um, I don't like sitting on the ground in, yeah. in any way. Um, so an elevated blind is one thing. Yeah. Blind on the ground, I'm not a fan of. Just can't see right. anything. And yeah. that's, you know, why I like hunting out of tree stands more. Um, so we're going to play it by ear, but right now I'm leaning towards that that blind in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, that, um, I think that might be our, might be our best option to get, to get in their program as yep. old Chancey Walters would say. So yep. I, I think that's, I think that's the game plan. Um, we have sat the blind twice mm-hmm. and we didn't see a buck. Um, four pointer. Yeah. He doesn't count. <laughs> he doesn't count. <laughs> Now that um, blind, like literally, is gender confused. <laughs> it's three feet short from being able to have a great sit where you can see Correct. everything. Yeah, yeah. If it was, if it was slightly elevated, would be better. And and when we got out, I was looking at all those trees around us. And I'm like, yeah, nothing. This is the biggest thing you've got. Yeah, you right. know, it's literally like four inches, and it's got to lean like a you know like right. that. And I'm like, this isn't gonna work. So it sucks, man. Like I said, the only trees that we could get into in reality there was like two trees without having to cut a whole lot and you're going to be 30 yards inside the timber mm-hmm. so you're 31 yards just to the field edge right how many deer do you know that rub their antlers against the leaves you know what right. I mean, on a field edge so it seems like they're always 10 yards you know inside or whatever so right. um nonetheless i think that's going to be the play sit that tomorrow um, they maybe get creative. Yeah. You know, I just, I wish I would have made the move a couple of days ago and then I would have found out a couple of days ago that that wasn't an option. And then I'd be all already on to plan C or plan D at this point. Um, I was, you know, I've talked about it before. I was on the road. So daggone much this summer and early fall, I didn't get yep. to do a lot of the stuff that I wanted to, to get done this year. And it's kind of a bummer, but it is what it is and making the most out of it. Um, yeah, but it's a grind dude. I mean, it's not a, it's not a sprint it's a marathon mentally and physically. And like, I even said something to Taylor tonight. I said, man, I almost feel like I need to go to the gym one night, you know, after we get done hunting, just go to the gym, pump some iron, get some blood flowing, sweat a little bit, just yep. really disconnect because as soon as we get back here to the house, you know, I'm like, okay, Let's get, let's get our clothes in the the dry wash bags and what batteries we need to charge. And, you know, let's dump SD cards. And by the time you do that, it's 10 o'clock at night. Yep. And you're like, 
Now oh, yeah, it's time to eat dinner, and then, you know, like, yep. time, to get, time to go to bed. So, it literally, it feels like all you're doing is just hunting, 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 hunting. And yeah. um, and there are worse problems to have. There oh, is. Sure. But yeah. it, it doesn't take away from the fact that it is, um, it's taxing. Yeah. You know, it's like, I always, you know, for me, it's 10 days is usually, like, the right amount of hunting time for me. You know what I mean? It's like, and I've. You know, I'll do two week hunts like this, this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the 10 day mark is usually when I'm going like, all right, I've almost had enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you know what so I mean? So here, we'll throw out a, a hypothetical question for you guys. And I'm just being honest, like where I'm not one of those guys that says like, Hey, I could hunt every day of my life. I, yeah, just, yeah. I don't have, sure. just don't have that makeup. Um, if things are going good. Oh, that's a different yeah, story. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can't wait to get back in. Yeah. You know, but you have a couple slow days like I've had. <laughs> the past couple of days and you're kind of going yeah i'm getting up at four in the morning to go see nothing and, in the woods. Yeah, and now nothing. it's cold too. yeah exactly you're out, you're out freezing your ass off at four in the morning <laughs> you're like what the hell am i doing yeah right um so hypothetically um if you are hunting every day and it's starting to feel like a grind and then as soon as you see one buck oh you're, or you get to come to full draw yep you know immediately it's like oh well psh. This is totally all. Yeah, I can do this twenty more days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Until you have like three slow days again, and you're like, screw this. Yeah, you know? and yeah. that's kind of what we've had. It's like literally just as we're about ready to say like this is terrible. Right, we see him. Yeah, well, and for me, like, it, you know, you get into those funks where you're like, ah, oh, man, I really thought this set was gonna be a banger, you know, and yeah. then it turned out to not be, and you're like, ah, oh, crap, you're kind of dejected. And I get it. Everybody's like, "Oh man, you're hunting. It's the best thing in the world, right?" Okay, yeah. yes, it it is. That's why we that's why we do it, you know. But at the end of the day, like you can get let down and get disappointed right. in your decision of where you went or whatever. Well, you can get let down by things you really like. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like it's that's not that's that's pretty normal actually because you you because you care so much about it. Yeah. Right. That you want it to be good all the time. Right. Right. And then when it's not, it's. Like if I hated something and it sucked, I'd be like, ah, I knew it sucked. Right. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? It's it. like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, like I'm the type of person it I'm I'm not a good vacation person. By like day four, I, I can't stand it. I've got to get back to work. Because mm-hmm. I'm starting to think about what all the work I'm missing out on, what I'm what yeah. I'm not doing that I'm gonna have to make up for when I get home. So let's say you go ten days and you're hunting and you're not seeing anything, and it's like, you know what, maybe I just need to take a day off. Yeah. And just unwind, reconnect, get the juices flowing again, charge the batteries. I can't do that either because the day that I'm skipping, I'm like, what am I missing? Did I miss something? If I would have done just one more day, that could have been the day that I needed, you know? Yeah. I'm the same way because like I've, I've, I've rationalized it in my mind. Like today I was like, I'm not hunting tomorrow morning for a multitude of reasons. One, it's going to be cold AF. Yeah, I was like, I'm tired of getting up in the cold and getting dressed in the cold and yeah. just doing that whole thing and that. And I was like, and I just need a day. I need like, not even a whole day. I just need like a morning where I can sleep in, get up, have my coffee, have some breakfast, lounge around a little bit, you know, and then go out and hunt the afternoon, you know. Mm-hmm. And not when I say go out later, I'm talking like get out around like 10 o'clock. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like maybe go do a little bit of scouting or whatever and then, you know, be where I'm going to be by like noon and, and get into a tree or mm-hmm. whatever, whether it's a previous tree that I've hunted or if sure. it's a new setup or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
but I've already like decided, like as we've sat here where I'm like, I'm going in tomorrow morning. Yeah. Like, it's like, I can't not do it. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have quit in me, you know what I mean? Which is sometimes to my detriment, oh, you know, where yeah. it's like, I don't know when to say when I've, when I've had enough, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I turkey hunted 21 days in a row. Um, last year in the season's 21 days. I still days. wouldn't kill shit 21 days in a row turkey hunting. Just well, saying. on the 18th day, I had uh, missed two toms and wounded one that died actually in the water, and I couldn't go out and get it. Um, and it sunk by the time I came back. And so uh, I told myself I wasn't going. My wife looked at me, and she's like, you you don't quit. And that's all I needed to hear. Yeah, it's like, nope. And I was up the next two days, and then the last day, my buddy's like, come to my place. I got birds. I went and shot the first Jake I saw. Right. I was just as excited as if I shot a giant Tom. Right. <laughs> I would be excited too, just because I can't kill turkeys. But um, I think my plan is going to be hunting tomorrow, even though I thought I was going to take tomorrow off. No, you're not. Yeah, I know. Um, I like the setup that I'm in. Um, for me, I'm torn between like some of the sign that I found and mm-hmm. or get, getting back into like the the spot that you have a, a that you have a stand pre hung that I've hunted out of a couple times because mm-hmm. I know that like deer will come through there but it's just I check trail cameras I haven't seen anything in a couple of days that were worthwhile yeah. none of the good deer even that I had passed when I say good deer a decent deer for me that I'd be willing right. to shoot you know that I passed on like the first two or three days like they're not coming back through you know what I mean and so I'm like am I just for one, am I am I am I harming it right by over hunting it right? Because that's right. that's one thing that I, I think that I've done. Um, and two, you know, are they just like locked down? Have they kind of moved on or right. whatever? And I've not seen a lot of does in there either. So it's like all those things kind of pointed to me mm-hmm. today to say, you know what, you probably need to get out for a couple of days, go look at some other pieces. Actually went back over to where I missed that deer, and that's where I was scouting today. It was like some other pieces. Yeah, I'm hoping you get a that. picture from that cell camera. Yeah. That's, so I scouted some other areas of that particular piece, um, and that's where I set up this evening. I'm going to set up there tomorrow morning. And I think I'm probably just going to hunt some of that because there's a lot of really good sign around there. And there's a lot of cool little terrain features. It's a lot of stuff that I like to hunt, too. It's mm-hmm. like it's a lot of hills, big draws. Have you been you know? doing a lot of calling at all or just staying silent? Yeah, I've actually been doing doing some calling, and I've actually had some success, oddly enough. You yeah. know, Nothing big has come in. Um I can't take credit for that big deer that I missed coming in to, to call in. I mean, I rattled prior yeah. to him coming in, but he didn't come in all, all like bristled up looking, looking for a fight or anything like that. So I don't, right. I don't think he heard me, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but the first couple of days, it's like I rattled one buck in, um, and you know, rattled and snort wheezed him in into, into nice. bow range. And then I passed him or whatever. Tomorrow I'd probably shoot that deer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> But day fourteen, there's not a spike safe. In the <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Watch a, out, he was a nice bucks. nine point. You know, it's like he was. It, it was close. He was just super symmetrical, really cool looking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tight, tight rack wasn't what I was hoping to come home with mm-hmm. from from Iowa. So he got a he got a pass. But um, I th- did you come out thinking the same thing? I thought that there's 180 inch deer around every tree. Absolutely. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, it's like my my goal, and John and I talked about this when we did our goals podcast. But my goal was to try to kill a 140 inch deer. Yeah, that was my that was my goal. 140 inch deer slash four and a half year old. Yeah, that was my goal, which tends to be you know in Iowa if it's four and a half, it's 140 or better ish. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was kind of what I was what I was looking for, and 
the opportunity materialized, I just shit the bed, you know, on it. So it happens. Yeah. It's uh, well, and that was the thing. Whenever it happened, I, I thought, man, I, I wonder how he's going to respond to this and bounce back from this. And then, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, dude, you got 14 days, you know, like, yep. These are some of the best days. Right. So make it happen. And that's kind of what I keep telling myself is like, theoretically, uh, from November 7th through the 12th, it's like every day potentially can get better. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those bucks, they, they hit their first dough and then they're running ragged looking for the next. And then yep. it seems like they're, they're, it's like, they don't stop looking because those aren't coming in for like another 15 days at the end right. of the month. Oh, yeah. I mean, like they're, they, they don't, like they don't know that. No. Right. right? They're just like, I need to get another one. And if yeah. you call at the right time when they're around, they're thinking, wow, there must be a hot dough around and I'm looking yeah. for one. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it's, uh, me personally, like I haven't had very good luck calling this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only say maybe one or two bucks have like kind of responded and, and none of them have sprinted to me. Right. They've circled downwind yeah. and come back in and that the kind ones of stuff. I have have done the same thing. Now I did rattle that eight point in the other the other day. I couldn't tell what he was. Mm-hmm. I could see him off about sixty yards moving through the brush. I could just see his tines. And so, you know, I think I've said this on a podcast, but I keep I keep mine on a rope and I bounce yeah. I bounce them off the ground so it sounds like their hooves <laughs> are hitting are hitting the ground um as they're fighting or whatever. I could see him and I was like I was he wasn't going to hear the grunt or whatever. So I was right. like, well, if, maybe if I bang the antlers together, maybe if I rattle. Mm-hmm. So I just dropped him a couple times and he heard him. He stopped, made a beeline, yep. didn't run, but he turned immediately and started walking toward me. Then once he got close, I was like, oh, okay, you know, let him go yep. or whatever. But uh, it's just so cool to see that happen because that's stuff that, you know, I'm sure some people get that reaction in Pennsylvania, you know, yeah. at the right farm or I mean, the right manipulating property or whatever. Life is just super cool. But like I've never had it happen to me personally. You know, what I mean, that's, this is the first time I've ever had like rattling actually work for me. It's like I've grunted deer in before and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like rattling and snort wheezing, you know, I snort wheezed one deer in this year in PA at last light. I wasn't trying to snort. Typically in PA, if you snort you wheeze, <laughs> yeah. Typically in PA, like if you snort wheeze, like my experience has been like they will run the opposite way. Right. Yeah. Right. I've had like, a very they're, similar. They're experience. out of here. Right. Yeah. And so I set up on this primary scrape area that I found while I was scouting another freestyle hunt. It's kind of been my thing this year. Um, he came in at very last light as I was getting out of my tree. Mm-hmm. Like I was getting out of my tree. I couldn't shoot anymore. So I started climbing down and I heard the brush crack and he pops out. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It was like the one shooter that I had on that piece of public land that I, yeah. that I had on camera from the summer. And, uh, and so I just stood and watched him tend some scrapes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so when I was like, okay, I'm done, you know, I was like, let me just snort wheeze at him and get him out of here. So I snort wheezed. He stopped and he like looked. He's looking around and I snort wheezed again, and he didn't like run away. He just like walked quickly into the brush. And I was like, "All right, cool." So I started getting down, and I it was dark enough now. I needed my headlamp, so I flipped my headlamp on, and his eyes are right here. Like he circled around, came <laughs> up, like and snort wheezed him in. You know, I was like, that was the opposite effect I was hoping to have on you because right. I was hoping to come back and hunt you later. But uh, now I'm pretty much screwed. For yeah, that. but. <laughs> Now he's so, like, huh, I just watched you walk out of a tree stand. Yeah, exactly. So educated him. But uh, I think that that's all for the deer hunting. I think there was one other thing we wanted to cover. I think yeah. I got my bourbon calls, my Johnny Utah Creative bourbon yes, calls in the truck. Call. You got your bourbon call. 
And I think you wanted to do something with bourbon calls here as well. Yes. Yes, I did. Um, so with the, the new venture of bourbon barrel calls, um, there's a lot of different models. Uh, there's the branded, there's the moonshiners call, and then there's personalization that I can do with either an aluminum soundboard or a wood soundboard. Um, this is actually one with the aluminum, um, soundboard. So nice. that's kind of the sound of it there, but, um, kind of got that raspy sound. It's got a crystal top. Uh, what I wanted to do is for one of the listeners is to give away a non-branded call. It'll come with the actual charred wood soundboard, uh, inside. Mm-hmm. So whenever you look through the crystal call, um, it, it's like you're looking inside of a bourbon barrel yep. you know, with the charred wood yep. and it's all authentic, real Kentucky bourbon reclaimed barrels. Awesome. I think what we'll do is, so you're learning here on the podcast that we're going to give a call away. I think what we'll do is I'll get a, I'll get a photo from you. Yep. We'll post it on the truth from the stand Instagram page and yeah. we'll ask the people to like the post of the bourbon barrel call picture. And then also like bourbon barrel Instagram yeah. page as well or follow rather yes, follow. so you'll yeah. like that post and you'll follow bourbon barrel and then we'll choose a winner for yeah, that in the next winner. like week or so yeah cool so be on the lookout for that instagram post so you guys can try to get your hands on the uh on the one of the bourbon barrel calls they're super rad and uh as you heard you can either call turkeys with them or in my case probably leave it in the case and, and look at it yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> because no turkeys will be killed yeah <laughs> But uh, I think for th- with that, this is uh, the episode 150, the day seven through nine Iowa rut log. And we'll have a couple more, I'm sure, that'll come out between now and uh, the time I get out of here. But for now, thank you all for listening. I hope your rut is going well. We'll talk soon. All right, folks, that's a wrap for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. If you haven't yet, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We'd be super appreciative if you do those two things for us. And before I shut this thing down, I need to give a big shout out to our partners who continue to help us make this podcast possible. Tethered, Exodus Outdoor Gear, Skull Brew Coffee Company, Gumleaf USA Boots, Obsession Bows, Ramcat Broadheads, Trophy Taker Rests, and Dead Down Wind. And until next time, we'll see y'all. All right, gang, the new Truth merch is in stock at truthfromthestand.com and on YouTube below any of the Truth From The Stand videos. I've got some new hats, beanies, t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, and sweatshirts. There's even a new do hard shit hat for those of us who like to embrace micro-dosing adversity. So head to truthfromthestand.com and check out the new gear and use the code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and save yourself some cash on the new gear.